This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Good evening, everyone. Welcome along to Thursday's edition of Betting Weekly Game Bet Match. I'm Nigel Seeley. I'm delighted to say, as always, joining me is our senior ATB Tour tennis handicapper, Mr. Sean Calvert. It's been a very interesting day of tennis action in Monte Carlo, and we know half of the, or or three quarters of the quarterfinal draw. So without further ado, we're going to talk about that. Sean, how are you, my friend? Good, yeah. I'm off to Barcelona um, tomorrow, so I'm, I'm getting there nice and early for next week's tournament in Barcelona. So I'm, uh, yeah, a few days at home, and then the suitcase is packed and off again to the next destination. So, yeah, Barcelona next week, and we'll be giving the preview on that on Sunday. So bear with us for that. Next week, looking at Barcelona. Hopefully, we can go into Barcelona with a plus 3,300 winner, because our man, before we go on to tomorrow's quarterfinal matches, our man, Andrei Rublev, has progressed through to the quarterfinals after a fairly convincing performance in an all-Russian last 16 patch today against Karin Kachanov. Um, you must feel quite confident. I mean, I, I was there today. I watched a lot of the action, and I didn't, didn't see the Rublev match, to be fair, because I was on a different court to him. But uh, the other protagonists on this draw, I don't think they play very well at all, really. Well, he's got a great chance now, hasn't he, Rublev? That's it's the only reason I backed him, obviously, is because of the draw. It's not like I thought he was the best player in, in the tournament and he was likely to win it, you know, on ability. It's just because he had the best draw and, and the obvious stumbling block was Rude, who's now out. Um so he's now favourite to make uh well, decent favourite to make the semi finals, isn't he? And the the obvious problem is Sitsipas, and I think, you know, there's still a, a few question marks about him in terms of fitness. He he looked pretty pretty decent today. Uh, really lacking in matches, though. So, if, you know, if Rublev is ever going to beat Sitsipas, he's beaten him, you know, a few times in the past. If he's going to beat him, I think he'd probably choose this week when when Sitsipas is lacking matches. So, yeah, it's worked out pretty well so far. The outright, it's um, obviously a long way still to go, but we're in we're in the the position that we wanted to be in when we placed that bet at the start. I think the value was definitely there, thirty three to one, you know, sixteen to one to get to the final. I think that that was a, a decent shout. I think we're in a much better position when we place the wager because we never expected to face a qualifier in the quarterfinals and being heavy favourites we are. So I think we've got we're in we're in really good shape here. Obviously, we've got to hope we've had a bit more luck over the weekend. Uh, let's before we go on to the rest, let's talk about today. Well, first of all, I mean the one thing I noticed today uh, the, the conditions changed as the day went on. I mean the Sinner game this morning, Hercash, Hercash was serving aces. You could like you couldn't believe, and the conditions were quite fast. Beautiful mm-hmm. sunshine. You can see. Caught the sun again with the with the with the uh, with the wind coming in off the sea. You want to get and some fact, the, sun factor on sometimes. This is with it. This is with it, Sean. This is with <laughs> factor fifty. You need to get a factor hundred and fifty for Sealy. You, you, I'm sure they make that. 50. Just just get down, to, get, get down to Julux and get some get some paint or something on there. Yeah, I called it golden brown. People refer to it as red, but I, I prefer to it as golden brown. It, it does go golden. Basically, I go through a, a very different. Very sort of few, a few stages of tanning. 
First of all, it's bright red, traffic light red. Then it goes golden brown. Then about four days later, the skin just peels completely off. And you start all over through. again. Yeah, and I've started all over. So they're my three stages of tanning. I, I'm, I'm not going to look like these uh, bronze Adonis that I see walking around Monte Carlo. I don't yeah. think I'll ever I, 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 I'm a stereotypical Brit abroad. You know, the beer belly, Stella, um, <laughs> you know. <laughs> however much I try to be blending, I, I'll always stick out like a sore thumb. So uh, I mean, you're not going to change me. Nothing's going to change okay. me anyway. Monte Carlo. Not trying. Me. Right, but, but one thing I did notice in the afternoon, though, when the, the the clouds grew over the the mountains behind the court, I mean, it changed so quickly. It got very very cold. You put your jumper on, and you could feel the, the the wet. You could feel the the damp in the air, and it become like a real slow clay uh, court action that we would have expected. And that was exactly what Mosetti had to play for. And that's what's going on now with the after the rain delay with the Zverev game. Zverev is currently a set to love up against Medvedev and. I think tomorrow we're going to be good, though. It's going to be nice, sunny weather. So we should uh, we should see some conditions that we saw from the first part of the day. So, but it was an well, eventful day. I'm, and that's the problem I with mean, clay, though, isn't it? You don't you don't know, as you've just described it perfectly. You know, you had a guy playing in the sun, and then a couple of hours later, three or four hours later, it's it's totally different conditions. The ball's not bouncing much because it's all damp. It's heavy. It's harder. So that's that's one of the problems of, of clay betting. It always has been. You, you you have to rely on a bit of luck that your match is on when when you think it's going to be on and in the conditions that you think it's going to be played in. Otherwise it's, you know, it's, it's a totally different match. Yeah. I thought the rain delay today for Mazzetti might stop this momentum, but, uh, and the other thing as well, I mean, the support, the Italian support there is, is, is yeah. very, very, very it's, close it's, it's to Italy. More... They always get well yeah. supported there. I saw Fabio was in the crowd watching, watching Mazzetti. Um, yeah. They always get, they always get big support here in, in Monte Carlo. It's quite close to the border, isn't it? With, with, with Italy, a lot of Italians uh, in the crowds always. Usain Bolt was in the crowd as well, but the one thing he didn't do, he didn't he didn't race past me in the in the ninety five dollar uh, lunch queue. I think Usain Bolt didn't. He, he, he's a bit shrewder than to do that. I, I saw your lunch so. options. Yeah, there was none of that in Marrakesh. A Lion Bar and a Twix and a maybe a coffee. That's that's that was it. But the thing is, you don't know what you're drinking with a coffee in Marrakesh, and also if you give get given a Lion Bar, fine. I, I'd, I'd have a look at the ingredients because it could be real line in it so i just want to make sure that that was that was, I think, not the case. was I think it was pucker from what i remember well anyway um i i i, I, well, I, I to be fair i'd rather be on the one dollar bus than pay the 95 dollar uh, lunch See? today in the car to be fair yes that, that overpriced stuff that's that's not for me i'm a one dollar bus man yeah I, I think um you know I, I think i have to i have to reevaluate this when i get back home and the Go through when, you, uh, when you see your credit card bill, yeah. Challenger events in Walsall. <laughs> That'd be my thing. Uh, anyway, let's move on to tomorrow's action. Quarterfinal today. Obviously, we are still waiting to see uh, if Zverev or Medvedev comes through. So we've got no outright markets. And we said we've got Rublev at plus 3,300. Check out the Bet Rivers website. They can have the outright markets up in a few hours' time when the matches are all complete and we know the last eight players standing. But Rublev will be a lot, lot shorter than that. Well down to single figures. I can pretty much guarantee you on that. So we were in good shape. The He's on first court uh, on action tomorrow. First at 5 a.m. start. So a nice and early start. I keep saying to you, make sure you uh, put your alarm clocks on. 5 a.m. start at uh, Eastern time. He's up against uh, that qualifier. Uh, Jean-Leonard Struff, um, 
we couldn't have really asked for anyone to have a qualifier for a place in the semi-finals of a Masters 1000 event, and that's what we've given ourselves here. Rublev is minus 250. Shrift is plus $2. They've met seven times before. Rublev leads 4-3. Some uh, interesting matches on clay, uh, two apiece on clay, but the last one was in 2012 at the French Open, which Shrift won last year. Um, quite a lot of... Long matches between them. That's the one thing mm. I noticed. A lot of them long matches. The, the total games is pitched at 21 and a half. Uh, Struff has been exceptional. Come through qualifying. Five matches. Really good in his last two games. Obviously against uh, uh, Deminois in a match that we cashed on. And also beating Kasper Rudd today. Um, how do you see this one going, Sean? I mean, we, we want Rublev to win. So there's probably no advantage or any interest in us to bet him at minus 250 we've got a, we've got mm. a financial interest as well uh but Struff at two dollars is he going to keep this run going or is he going to uh sort of finally run out of uh puff so to speak well i think it's there's a lot of very interesting statistics and, and other points to make about this match as you said they met seven times at all levels um in their career six of those were main level that we do have statistics for and the stats of those do show that rublev has the edge uh, when it comes to service points, one and return points, one in all of those six matches, he's 103 to 97 ahead. So a slight advantage, well, a, a reasonable advantage to Rublev um, in that regard. If we just take the clay matches only, um, Struff won two of their three clay matches. The last one, as you said, was in the French Open 2021. Uh, Struff won that in five sets. But again, the service points, one and return points, one totals, that is a slight edge to Rublev, 102 to 98 there's been a tie break in in five of their six meetings and struff's actually won four of the five tie breaks um so that's that's unlikely to to continue he's not going to keep winning all those tie breaks if they do play another one um and you know this week so so far you know we we had a as he said we had a good bet against on him against diminor the other day we didn't need the handicap or anything close to it in the end did we he won that pretty comfortably uh, and, his, and the stats show how good his level has been this week. You know, he's, he's on a service points one and return points one total of 116 this week, Struff, um, which is fabulous. Rublev, by way of comparison, is on 106. So he's he's 10 points down on that. So it's, this is absolutely peak Struff. You know, he's playing the best that he can play. The question is, can he keep it up? The evidence suggests that he, he probably won't because Struff's main issue his whole career and, and it, it still is, is is his lack of mental strength. He does get extremely tight when he's trying to serve out sets, serve out matches. He talked about it again today. He almost made a huge rick again today, didn't he? He was miles ahead against Casper Rude. Served for it, I think, twice. Failed both times. Ended up having to nick it in a in a second set tiebreak. And he did say after the match, you know, I was so nervous. And he also admitted that had he not won that second set and and with it the match, then he probably wouldn't have had much of a chance in the third because he would have just been completely deflated having been so far ahead and lost a lead again against the top player. He's done it a lot in his career. I've mentioned it numerous times on this show. He's always a good player to back in the first set against top-class players, but not necessarily the match. He tends to he tends to lose his way when when the, the pressure is really on. And that, that kind of is, is borne out by his, his record in main-level quarterfinals. He's played... 26 of them and won eight. So when it gets to this stage of the tournament, and, and this is a, a big, big tournament, you know, uh, certainly for Struff, does he does he have the mental strength to carry on? It, history suggests that he doesn't. Um, so that would put me off. If I, if I was coming into this match not having back Rublev outright and just coming into it and just looking at this one match as a one-off, 
the the stats suggest that it's likely to be quite close. You know, the over games is certainly a possibility. Struff plus three and a half games is a possibility. I think that's about a 1.9 chance for Bet Rivers. But I'd certainly be concerned about his mental, um, the mental side of things. From from a Rublev point of view, it's I don't think it's an ideal matchup for Rublev because Rublev likes to bully people. He likes to be the one who's got the power and, and is is hitting the big shots. And he, and he won't get that with Struff because Struff can absolutely match him for power. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons why he struggled against Struff in in some of their meetings or, or generally in the in the career series. He certainly hasn't dominated it by any means. Um, so it's 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 a winnable match for Struff. You know, on this form, on the form that he's in, I, I just would question whether he has the mental strength to, to keep going and keep playing at that level that he's shown so far this week. Would you look to Struff to win the first set? Oh, you, you've touched on it. You, you that's, a, that's, yeah, that's possible. That's certainly possible. He, he's, his record is phenomenal at, at starting well against these higher-ranked players. So that's certainly an option, yeah. Um, I obviously don't want to back against Rublev because I got him outright, but if I wasn't involved... Um, in the outright, and, and this was a one-off match I was looking at. Then Struff first set, definite possibility. The, the only, as I say, the only issue is, is he going to freeze? Because in these quarterfinals, I say he's eight, eighteen win loss in quarterfinals. Some of them he just hasn't turned up because he's been too nervous. But mm. set ones for Struff is possible. Overs is possible. You just got to weigh up whether you think he's going to carry on playing the way he's been playing, or whether he's suddenly going to think, "Oh, hang on, I could get into the semi-finals of a Masters here." And do what he normally does, which is not really show up. I'm I'm very keen on the over twenty one and a half game, Sean at minus one twenty seven. It was uh, circled as one of my sort of leans for this set of matches. I I, I think that uh, the first set in probably what's going to be the the fastest conditions of the day could be what we saw in the Hercast Sinner game where Shruff bums down a few aces, tries to be confident, and obviously the the the, the psychological thing comes in. He thinks that I've got a chance for the semi-final and Rublev gets some momentum. And I can see this going two sets to one. I, I'm quite looking at two sets to one Rublev or That's over possible, 21 yeah. and a half. Yeah, over 21 and a half games. So there's all there's all kinds of different alternatives. There's quite a the few options is, with this, yeah. Yeah, the main thing with... Rublev at that price. That's for sure. I mean, he's, Rublev for me is, you know, is too short. This is a dangerous matchup. You know, if Struff's on his day and, and can sort of leave behind those mental demons and it, it it's not it's not an easy match so people looking at these odds and thinking oh he's 1.4 yeah he'll win that I'm not so sure he, he probably will win it but it's dangerous this it is dangerous yeah it's going to be a tricky match uh, the first set I expect to be very tight maybe look at overs in the first set overs in the match is definitely where we're thinking but we hoping and we're praying that Andre Rublev makes it through to the semi-finals but at minus 250 it's a bet that comes with a little bit of caution. So uh, not for us on the money line, but look at some alternative bets over 21 and a half games. Like we said, I think that's the, myself and Sean are probably in slight agreement. That's a lean at minus 127. Uh, the next match, John, is 6.30 a.m. I'm sure the American followers and tennis bettors will, will be watching this one with interest. It's the American number one, Taylor Fritz, up against the two-time uh, back-to-back winner here in Monte Carlo, Stefanos Tsitsipas. Stefanos Tsitsipas leads 3-2 in the head-to-head ranking. They've never, in head-to-head meetings, they've never played on clay. Uh, so obviously the Tsitsipas has a big advantage on this surface. Uh, Tsitsipas is the overwhelming favourite, as we would expect, minus 225. Taylor Fritz is plus 180. No lines yet on the handicap. There'll be 30 markets available, but I'm guessing around about a two-and-a-half favourite for Tsitsipas here. Yeah, on, on those lines, or maybe a three and a half favorite. Um, since the match for me, I think I wasn't impressed with him today against Jerry. He made an awful lot of unforced errors. 
the backhand was so wayward. You know, usually the backhand of, of Sitsapas. Well, that's where he's had the problems, went... isn't it? That's well, that's where he's had the problems recently. You know, that's that's his issue with that shoulder. He's he's been shanking that backhand. So I didn't watch that much more than for about twenty minutes. So I didn't really see as much of it as you did. But if you can tell me that it, the errors were coming from the backhand side and he was slicing a lot on the backhand, that would tell me he's still got that shoulder problem. Yeah, 100%. Exactly what it was. There was more backhand winners that went way, way out of the court into the crowd than onto the onto the court. It was... Uh, it, mm. He went for shots, but it, they, they weren't there. And I, I looked at him and, I, and he, he did, Jerry didn't offer it anything, really. I mean, he, he was... He, he, I, I think at the time, I think if, if he was the last game on, he would have given Sitsipas some problems. But at the time, it was quite warm, quite fast. And Jerry, Sitsipas knew he was in uh, he, he was in second gear, really, to be fair. But when he went for the big shots, they just weren't there. Uh, he, he made a couple of lovely drop shots and, and come to the net at times, which won the points. But that traditional Sitsipas backhand that was a beautiful shot to watch just wasn't there at all. And um, I think Fritz... May give him some problems here, but I know there's been some money for Fritz on the opening line. The, the line has come down from an opening 185 down to plus 180, so the money has come for Fritz. I don't know whether that's American uh, patriotic money coming for him, but uh, I, I I was looking at Sitsipas more thinking, I think he'll get through Fritz, but for my Ruben Epper position, I wouldn't be worried about the Sitsipas I saw if we met up in the semi-final. That was my way okay. of thinking on what I was watching on Sitsipas today. Right, well, that's good news then, because obviously I didn't watch it since past more than a few minutes today, so I couldn't really tell you. But that's perhaps why the money's come for Fritz then. Um, if if people are taking the same view as you, which is that his backhand still isn't isn't right, which means his shoulder still isn't right, which means he's not fully fit. We know he's lacking matches. That's that's beyond dispute. Um, some of that could be rustiness. Some of the, some of these shanks could be to do with the fact that he, you know he really hasn't played many matches in the last couple of months. It could just be the fact that he's still struggling with this this shoulder problem. Maybe that's why the money's come for Fritz. But I mean, they have they did play on clay once. It was a, it was, a, but it was French Open juniors, and Fritz won actually. He beat he beat Sitsa Pass in both the juniors that year, French Open and the U.S. Open 2015. So Fritz will be uh, will be claiming that he's got a win over over Sitsa Pass on the clay. I'm not sure it means that much, but it it will to Fritz because you know he's beaten him twice at junior majors. Um, in terms of their senior matches, uh, Sitsipas has won all three, but the last one was really close, and Fritz should probably have won it, um, to be fair. At the Australian Open of, of 2022, he had 15 breakpoint chances that day and only took two of them, Fritz, and Sitsipas took three of five. So if you're Fritz coming off that court, having lost in five sets, having failed in 13 out of your 15 breakpoint chances and seeing your opponent take three of five, you're going to be quite quite annoyed. And in terms of their all-time head-to-head stats, the service points won and return points won totals are absolutely dead level. They're both on 100, which suggests that this matchup has been extremely tight. It's all on hard courts, though. And now we go back to to the question, is Fritz able to produce on clay as, as well as he does on, on quicker services? The evidence is not really yet. But if we look at the clay, uh, the clay main-level stats in terms of service points won and return points won in the last 50 matches they've played... Um, Sitsipas is on 108, which is kind of what you would expect from from a, a player as effective as he is on clay. And Fritz is on 100, but that's that's the long term data. If you look at the sh- the shorter term data, the last 10 matches each, very short term, Sitsipas's level is more or less the same on 107, and Fritz has actually improved to 102. So you could say that Fritz is is improving on clay. Um, he's obviously been very very competitive to the point 
where their stats are dead level against Sitsipas on hard courts. Sitsipas is obviously not fully fit, or he seems to be from what you're saying. It seems to be that he's still not fully fit. Then you would give Fritz, you know, a chance uh, of, of doing something there, wouldn't you? I think the angle for me would be the total games again. I think I'd look at over total games. I think, that, again, it's going to be quite warm conditions, quite sunny conditions, which would suit the Fritz server. The first set tie break potentially would be something for me, or the over two and a, ten and a half in the first set. And if I was looking looking for Fritz, I think I'd probably bet him more on the handicap than the actual win the match. Mm. Because I think Sitsipas will have the support, and I think that he has to obviously uh, the, the history at uh, Monte Carlo to get him out of trouble if he needs to be out of trouble. So uh, for me, if I was going to go for an angle, I would. Well, I'm waiting to see the line, but I'm guessing it'll be around about a similar kind of price to Rublev's Shruff, so either 21 and a half or 22 and a half. If it was 22 and a half, I'm guessing it'd be minus money. If it was tw- uh, a plus money, and if it was 21 and a half, I'm guessing it'd be minus money. Um, mm. But I probably, I, I, I think Fritz will, will give him a match, but I think Sitsipas will probably edge it. So I'm looking for the angles on the first set again. Uh, get Maybe want to sit to pass because he, you know, he needs, he needs, you know, he needs matches. He won't mind getting three sets here. I don't think. Yeah. Um. That's that's a possibility as well when when the lines come out. Uh, I think in terms of the, the matchup, you know, Fritz, we know he he only does really one thing with his backhand, which is which is hit it cross court very very consistently. So it might be the case that he might if if that sits pass backhand is still a bit screwy, his shoulders still a bit off. You know, he might be able to break down that backhand side. You know, we'll have mm-hmm. to see, but. Um, if, if Fritz isn't sorry, if Sitsipas isn't fully fit, then you know this could be difficult for him. Yeah, there was more shanks on that uh, Sitsipas match than there was on my lamb uh, this afternoon for ninety five dollars. So that was one thing I will. Did you feel like it was value for money though? That's 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 no, price. I didn't. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. No, there was two. Well, we always say on this show, you got to get value. There was two diced potatoes, one onion, one hollow tomato. And two bits of lamb, and they were like mouthfuls of lamb. You know, two, two mouthfuls of lamb. Ninety-five dollars for that. Yeah, you could have got one hundred and twenty dollars and got a bottle of red, uh, a bottle of a bottle of wine. That was interesting. And the missus as well. This is why I don't go to these tournaments. It's it just offends me paying that sort of money. You know, I, I was annoyed at paying eighteen dollars for a beer at Indian Wells, but that was kind of a that wasn't it was annoying, but it wasn't like ninety-five dollars for a, a few mouthfuls annoying. Well, anyway, um, well, at least we had a good day. We had a good day, thanks to one of your picks today and some of the couple of things I fancied. And yeah. I had five winners, five winners out of five today, and, and I'm still down. So it's it's there's hope for more winners tomorrow. That wouldn't have um, happened in Marrakesh, that's for sure. I know. Then uh, anyway, let's move on to a match. We, we the, now obviously this is the final match. We actually know the lineup, and it's going to be probably it's going to be a really interesting match as well. Uh, Yannick Sinner up against uh, the the man in the moment, Lorenzo Mosetti. Uh, Mosetti obviously beat Novak Djokovic, throwed a big, big marker down for the tournament, and he deserved the performance. The first set, uh, I thought he was really good. Lost it six four. Comeback fight in the second set, really, really got into Djokovic. Djokovic was smashing rackets up, losing his temper. Never really see Djokovic like that. And then no. a rain delay come along, and when the rain delay come on, and he come back, and at the age of twenty one. Uh, when you thought he lost his chance, he'd come back and beat the world number one and the tournament favourite. Now he sets himself up against Yannick Sinner in an all-Italian battle, and that's going to be the hottest ticket in town tomorrow in Monte Carlo. Huge Italian support. Yannick Sinner minus 333, sorry, 333. Uh, Massetti plus 260. They've met once before indoors. Sinner won the match. Um, 
There's a lot of things we say on this show. Two, two things we said before I hired over to you to give you a breakdown of the match, Sean. But the, the one thing I always say is, obviously, when these young players have these big wins, the first rule I've always said, and betting is opposed in the next round. Mm-hmm. And Mercedes just won, but he is a plus 260 dog. It's usually like when, when someone knocks someone out of Wimbledon and then they play on yeah. court number 17 and they're minus, they're the favourite, four to five or minus 120, and they're playing someone at plus 110 and you want to bet the guy at 110. This is like his fellow countrymen. This is going to be a big, big game for the young man. Uh, Spinner today, again, was very, very lucky. First set, dreadful. Started cold, dreadful. Hercast had him on the ropes. Hercast serving ace, ace, ace. Unbelievable. Second set, Hercast went toe-to-toe with Sinner, and he had a match point, failed to take the match point. Hercast was demoralised by not winning the game, and Sinner came out on 1-6-1 in the final set. But Sinner's performance today, from what I saw in Miami firsthand, was a 4 out of 10 compared to what I saw as a 10 out of 10. On the two performances, what you saw, if you just come down and watch two matches of tennis, you'd be all over Massetti at plus 260 to win this game. Uh, for me, I, I think it's impossible to have a bet. Um, what, what, what's your sort of... I know we've only... The, the, the Massetti game has only just been over at Djokovic, what, a couple of hours ago now. So there's a lot to sort of take yeah. in. But what, yeah, what's, your, what's your sort of breakdown and what your thoughts on this match? Well, first of all, I'm very happy that the the 100 to 1 that I had on Massetti to win the French Open is suddenly back in the... Back yep. on the table. Um, I was looking a bit, a bit silly with that. About not even, not even two weeks, two three weeks ago. You know, even last week. You know, he lost to he lost to Alexander Muller in in Marrakesh. Um, now he's beaten Novak Djokovic. You know, you, this is what happens in tennis, isn't it? And and tennis betting and betting in general to to some extent. You know, one minute you're down, things are looking terrible. Next minute, you're you're on the up again, and you suddenly see a lot of opportunities and. Um, that's certainly been the case with with Massetti. He's, you know, he's got a decent decent opportunity at the French, and I'm I'm talking slightly ahead of myself here. Um, but that that bet is looking all right now, and that's that's the sort of the gamble you take, isn't it, with the, the futures when you're doing them a long way in the future? But you know, I saw I saw most of that Djokovic um, Massetti match. And I, I mean, Djokovic was was bad. I mean, it's not it wasn't unexpected. I said on on Sunday's show that Djokovic often takes a lot of time to get his clay shoes on so to speak and he doesn't normally peak till about Rome and that that and, you know he's lost a lot of poor matches here if, if you want to call it that because it's his first clay um tournament of the year he's lost to Davidovich lost to Dan Evans lost to Vaselli lost to Goffin here now Massetti um it's not a place that that he's done particularly well because he, he does take time to adjust to the clay and this the might this could well be the same could be said about Sinner you know he's come from he's come from Miami and that exhausting run he had there, the final and the, the the way that he played was was awesome for most of the tournament. Now he's got to start again on the clay, and it isn't easy. You know Djokovic has shown it today, and several other players have, have shown it as well. It's not easy to come fr- from the hard courts and then onto the clay. So I'm not surprised that Sydney was a bit scratchy against her cash, as you say, a little bit lucky um, not to lose, saved a match point. Um, I think that would be good for Sinner. I, I suspect Sinner will probably win this. His, his clay data is better than Massetti's. Massetti is now, as you say, coming on that sort of slight. He's got to come down from that high, hasn't he? Of beating, mm-hmm. of beating Novak Djokovic, and he was talking about it after the match. He was so very emotional, and that's that's not always a good thing. Um, you've got to then, you know, used up a lot of emotional energy. You've got to get up again the very next day and and, and play another big match against your fellow countrymen. Um, it'd be good. I mean, I, 
I haven't really seen the lines. This is this is a very very new match. I haven't really had a chance to look at the the stats of it. I, I know that Sinner's got better clay stats. That's for sure. That's why he's favourite. Um, but all the other the other lines they're not out yet, are they? So we haven't really had a chance to sort of study those. It's a match that I would expect Sinner to to probably win, but. You know, in Monte Carlo, you know, strange things happen. I said it on Sunday, round three and quarter final, you often get more underdogs than than the first two rounds, and that's that's been the case again um, in this Monte Carlo. It's not a match I would I would want to bet on, to be honest. Um, I, I would like, from my personal point of view, I'd like Massetti to win it and 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 carry on and you know make himself a contender for the French Open. I'm guessing the line on the handicap will be around about three and a half. And I think the totals will probably be about 21 and a half, 22 and a half. I think they're all going to be similar kind of odds, these three matches that we've spoken about there. But uh, for I mean, me, Djokovic, I think... Sorry, just to put just another point on that. Djokovic will be very disappointed with his performance. I mean, he only won, what, 39% of his second serve points? Uh, just miles away from his top level. But he's got he's got time on his side, hasn't he? You know, before, before the French Open, Rome and Madrid and everything else. I think if you look at all three of the matches tomorrow, which we, we do know about now, and even if the fourth match, even if Zverev comes through against Runa or even if Medvedev comes through and places uh, Hulk or Runa, they all look at matches that could potentially go long to me. Mm. And I think that um, I, I think I'd have leans on all four of them to go over 21 and a half or 22 and a half games. And I expect all four of them to be rather close encounters. I don't think we'd have any one-sided matches. So for your perspective, Sean, no, uh, no official bets as of yet. No, I'm not going to have an official bet. I don't think there's 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 nothing that really stands out to be solid enough for me to to put an official bet down. I think probably the most interesting betting match is this rough one. If if you are of the view that he can carry on playing the way he's been playing, then he's he's certainly got a chance of going past the overs or covering the handicap or winning the first set against Rublev. And there may be some bets tomorrow when the lines come out. See Zverev or Medvedev, he might go into a match there and hold Garuda. There might be some value that Sean has. Uh, but at present, only three matches, no official bets. But the lean for my end, is, in particular, is the overs games in all three of the matches we've spoken about. Remember, there's 30 different markets on each of these quarterfinals uh, on the BetRivers website, which will be added in the next couple of hours. So overnight, check them out. Remember, it's the first game tomorrow. First match on court is 5 a.m. Eastern time, so a very early start. If you do place a bet on the BetRivers website, remember you can uh, live watch the match, stream the match, uh, from the comfort of your own home, your tablet, or on your mobile phone. And remember, there's three ways to follow all the content that we do here at Because We Win. You can uh, subscribe to this podcast on, the, on whichever podcast provider you choose. It's, it's Betting Weekly, uh, Game Bet Match. Just give us a like and give us a follow there. And every time we drop something here, you'll get a little uh, alert. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel at the Bet Rivers Network or the Bet Rivers Network. Uh, all the fantastic content that's on there. We've had a brilliant midweek as well, not only on the tennis, but also in the soccer. And there's a big weekend of soccer across European action. And also you can follow us on our joint Twitter handle at Because We Win. That's where you'll see all my $95 lunches that I'm being ripped off for. Uh, my Uber drives that cost me absolute fortunes, but I have a nice scenic view. Or you'd be able to follow Sean on a $1 bus going around Barcelona next week and eating a lion bar. Uh, anyway, <laughs> that has been this Friday, uh, Thursday's edition of, of uh, Game Bet Match. Uh, have a great day, Sean. Uh, what time are you off in the morning? Uh, it's lunchtime flight tomorrow. Okay, willing to have a, have a very, very safe... Are you on your own? Are you taking the family? No, I'm taking the, I'm taking the family for a little bit of a, a look around Barcelona before I get in, involved in the uh, tennis action. They're coming back. 
you know, slightly earlier what I'm staying on to watch the tennis and uh, get involved in the day to be Barcelona. Enjoy, enjoy your trip and uh, I'll speak to you no doubt on Saturday or Sunday when the draw comes out for Barcelona. You'll be over in Barcelona. You give us the insights. We look forward to speaking to you then. Thanks very much for watching. Uh, good luck for the rest of the week and good luck, Andre Rublev. Two more matches to go and uh, hopefully we can uh, get a nice 3,300 to one winner or a 1,600 to one place. Take care, everyone. All the best. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. 